With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Gators Breakdown. Because there's never a dull moment in Gator Nation. <laughs> yeah, absolutely never dull, right? Uh, as I said, it just can't be easy. All right, here we are. On Gators Breakdown, I am your host, David Waters. You can find me on Twitter at GatorDave underscore SEC. Plenty to get into. Bad news. Some good news that hopefully down the road gets even better. But laying the groundwork right here on the 2024 class is one quarterback commit DJ Lagway with Jeremiah Smith being on campus. So, all right, everybody hit that like button, hit that subscribe button coming at you uh, live on a Friday morning, trying to get this reaction episode out to all the news on Thursday, of course. So, um, couldn't get around to it on Thursday night and kind of wanted to let it settle just a bit because I don't know if you've noticed or not, the Mike and Mazuka tweet that we'll get into, it's no longer on his Twitter profile. It, it has since been deleted. So who knows? The last tweet he has up is a peace sign. Could that mean peace out? Uh, he just did not delete that one. Or could there be more going on behind the scenes to maybe they get this resolved? We'll see. But uh, we'll get into what he had to say on Twitter You know, while we're kind of getting together here uh, as he announced his intention to transfer from Florida in that sense. Deleted tweet. So, yeah, like, subscribe. Coming at you live right here. Join Gators Breakdown Plus, of course. It was busy. It was busy yesterday on the Discord server. Talking about all this happening with Micah Mazuka and the, and the recruiting news for this 2024 class. If you want to keep the conversation going, you can join Gators Breakdown Plus. Link is in the description. All right, so let's get to it. Micah Mazuka announces his intention to transfer. And look, we kind of knew something might be up. Uh, didn't know it probably would go this far when, you know, the open media portion of practice noticing Mazuka wasn't there taking part in practice on Thursday. And then not long after practice, not long after practice ended, he tweeted, quote, appreciate Coach Napier and his staff, but I feel it's best for me to put myself back in the portal. That tweet is no longer up there on Micah Mazuka's Twitter profile. So, of course, that does beg the question, is there something going on now where maybe this gets resolved and this was just a heat of the moment type of thing that happened? 
But we'll get into some maybe specifics of why this happened and maybe why a resolution won't come uh, of him staying at Florida. But maybe it happens that way. In the end, if they can get this resolved and get on the same page, it would benefit him and Florida, I believe. But now, you know, you, you were looking at one of the plug-and-play pieces to take over after Ethan White transfers away at left, at left guard to just, from Mizuka, you know, come in here, plug-and-play right away. Had a lot of stats at Baylor, a lot of playing time at Baylor. That you knew he could come in right away and be an asset for this Gators offensive line. So while not officially out there, word is he is injured with a torn labrum and would have missed some time anyway, certainly this spring. We'll probably have to wait to see how long fall camp into the season the injury would affect his playing time. And then heard also that from multiple sources out there that wasn't taking care of his responsibilities at the same time after this injury, not going to meetings, Refused to go to meetings, so this came to a head where on Thursday evening, he announces you know, he would want to transfer from Florida. And that tweet has since been deleted. So, of course, this hurts on multiple fronts. You know, he was injured, so you, even if it was just that, he was going to miss some time in the spring, getting the reps in the spring in this new offense for him. But then also when not taking care of the responsibilities, which really didn't come out till yesterday until this transfer news came out. But you know, since he wasn't taking care of those responsibilities, you know, how was he going to fit at Florida? So a couple ways to look at it there. Either way, you're, on, you, you're not getting the luxury of having the plug-and-play offensive lineman ready to go for the 2023 season. So it does hurt in that regard. Either way, no matter what the reasoning is, no matter whose fault it is, you still don't get the luxury of having one of the best-regarded offensive linemen. They had some issues at Baylor last year as well. Missed some time. Disciplinary. Didn't think much of it until this happens. And so we'll see what happens here. As I said, maybe the deleted tweet means something. Maybe this gets re- resolved. But for now, I think we go by that tweet and the plan not having him for the 2023 season. But before this issue came up on Thursday, he was certainly garnering some praise. I'm not going to gloss over that. But right before spring break, it seemed like something changed. And that could have been the beginning of the end of his short stint in Gainesville. Portal doesn't open up till May 1st. The tweet has since been deleted, so there's some time here to get this resolved, if it comes to that. But, you know, we got, we got to look at the fallout uh, of this. Tiffany, I mean, I see your comment. How does this hurt? You never know how he even played. Because of his reputation. There was a reason he was highly regarded as the high, you know, one of the highest left guards or one of the highest offensive linemen in the transfer portal. 
And it's the same thing with Osiris Torrance. He was highly regarded. We just assumed he was going to be really good. And he was. <laughs> so we were putting that same label right here on another transfer who had the same type of reputation. Yeah, I think we can, I think we can say that. It does hurt when you were relying on him to be a plug-and-play plug and play piece. Now, that doesn't say you can't make up for it, and that's what I'll get into, some of the outcome. But, yeah, it hurts. Hurts his depth piece. Hurts is somebody who could have stepped in right away and played. Now, if he's not going to take care of his responsibilities in this culture and everything Billy Napier is trying, if that's what it comes to, then, yeah, it might be best that he moves on. But as far as the player and the potential that he was bringing, yeah, that hurts. But I do think, you know, we start the three names, Richard Leonard, Jake Slaughter, Jalen Farmer. Leonard brings a lot of experience from last season. And he'll certainly start at one of the guard spots, playing both sides last year, played admirably. And better than Ethan White at times. So Richard Leonard, who we thought maybe fit in on the right side now. Well, he can go to the left side. Jake Slaughter is a name. Look, I, I, I brought it up before in our spring practice preview. He has been talked about by Rob Sell in the media a whole lot. So even before spring practice, that's only been confirmed since then. That Another name on the interior of the offensive line, I think we can count on. Jalen Farmer in his second year is a player I say keep an eye on as well. And let's not forget about the true freshman coming in. Now, admittedly, I have a hard time seeing a true freshman coming in and starting. But this does open up where they can get into the competition. And then, you know, shout out to Gaines Vegas on the Gator Collective message board. You guys are, you guys are missing some great inside practice reports. And I won't share them all there because that's the benefit for Gators Breakdown or for Gator Collective members. The best practice reports you'll find out there. But one tidbit I will share, just kind of give you a tease and what you can get there. Gaines Vegas does say at, from Thursday's practice, true freshman Najee Harris has been running with the first group some. Now, I don't think that tells us, you know, he's going to get the first team reps right away, but you see what he, you know, the five equals one. Well, you see what he can be in that five equals one as a true freshman. Now he's earning enough to get those reps right there. But surround him with, you know, some of that experience and see how far he's come along. You know, I heard some small rumblings about him before that report on Thursday that he was coming along pretty good. But you know, this at least this shows enough that coaches can tinker with him and how he looks among the starting group as a true freshman. You know, so no inside info here, but I, I think I'd start with Leonard Slaughter taking over. And you know, look, even even if it gets resolved, you know, there is the the report of Mazuka being injured. So either way. Either way, even if it gets resolved and he stays, well, he's going to miss some time. But look for Farmer and Harris to compete there as well. And I'd love to see where Roger Kearney ends up fitting into this as well. You know, just because not much info on him and, you know, just 
about halfway through spring practice, you know, no, no ton of info on him doesn't deter me from thinking that he doesn't end up competing down the road and a great fit for this offense. He's tailor-made for this offense as an offensive lineman coming from Orange Park and the type of offense that he played in, that whole pass blocking will end up needing to get developed even more. But as far as the run blocking road grader type, Roger Kearney's going to be that guy. But in bringing up Kearney and bringing up Harris, Napier showed with his best offensive lineman that he's developed so far in his career with Osiris Torrance at Louisiana, he'll play a true freshman. I mean, he started, Osiris Torrance started 13 of the 14 games as a true freshman. Now, how much does that change in the SEC? You know, we'll see, but, and those are also the factor of, I think Florida has some options. Leonard, Slaughter, to begin with, in my opinion. But if Harrison Kearney do their job, no doubt Napier, Sells, Stapleton, they'll put, he'll put those young guys out there. They'll put those young guys out there if they're, if they're earning their reps. We've seen it with freshmen last year. Osiris Torrance at the freshman at Louisiana coming in ready to play. I mean, it's hard to play no matter what level of football you're at to go play in the trenches as a true freshman. And there is a case study that if you get it done, they'll put you out there. So we could see down the road a Kearney, a Harris, play a lot of football here for the Gators. Also on Thursday, Damian George missed Thursday's practice with what I was told was a lower back injury. So still waiting to see how serious that is, but we got him pegged there um, you know, as, as a tackle, what Rob Sale says. We'll see if that changes. I don't look. Rob Sale said he was a scout as a tackle, that he is a tackle. I think he stays there based on that. But does this news with the would Mazuka change that plan? I don't think so, but it's worth monitoring given his experience playing at the both guard and tackle spot. So I think it's worth keeping an eye on. I don't think it happens because of who Florida already has in this competition is the, you know, the four names I just went through. And of course there's other guys there, but those are the four I think end up contributing to my, or five that I end up contributing the most. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So who's already in the competition? I don't think Damian George gets moved from tackle to guard. But because of who's already in the competition, and let's not forget now, there's still another transfer portal window. May the 1st. So if Mizuka's going to go into portal, that's when other teams can start contacting him. They'll probably have to sit out a year since he already transferred. So maybe that comes into play of maybe get, this getting resolved in him staying at Florida. But at the same time, that transfer portal opens up May the 1st. I expect Florida to be active there once again and along the offensive line. And that was the plan even before the Mazuka news was coming out. 
But it's even more imperative that it plays out that way now. Hopefully, you go find another instant contributor. Find some depth for some more competition. You cannot have too many trench players. We've seen that throughout recent history at Florida. We've seen that play out way too many times. If you don't have the bodies, if you don't have the depth to create competition, to get better, I mean, the, the offensive line, while not consistent last year, were, was much better. Was much better. So with another year of development, another year of strength and conditioning, you, know, you can't have too many. I expect a, you know, another step, especially for the young guys. The guys we didn't get to see a whole lot of last year. Some of it's going to be forced because of some transfers. But look at the jump Austin Barber made last year. Look at the development of Osiris Torres. Can't have too many. It just took a hit, possibly. Transfer portal opens up again. Maybe go see if you can get another plug-and-play experienced guy. Now, this does beg the question, and I've seen it. I've seen it talked about, and it's worth bringing up. You know, early on in this process, Billy Napier going from year one to year two. And, you know, we just know this mass exodus Florida had to the transfer portal. And it happened, especially this position group Michael Tarquin, USC, Ethan White, USC. And I've seen people say, well, this is why I don't like the portal. You can't rely on the portal. Down the road, I agree. It's not the best way. I think you cherry pick for the portal. But right now, the mass exodus Florida had, the transition where I think you need some experience in some key places, the portal's necessary. And if Mazuka was going to live up to the reputation that he had at Baylor as far as a good player, a good run blocker, then okay, you, you were getting an asset here. And you have, may have to do it again here in the transfer portal. So I think down the road, yeah, I don't, it, it's not. I still have my doubts that it's the best way to build a team. Now, as we get more more years under our belt and just college football in the transfer portal, then maybe we'll see. Maybe it is a way to, 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 to build teams. You know, FSU is going to be a, an, an example of that. In the ACC, that may work. In the SEC, I have my doubts because of what Alabama and Georgia do. So I think it's a need right now. I think you'll see more of it for the Gators coming up in this May 1st transfer portal window. So as I said, you know, you guys, the there's some options there for Florida that they feel pretty good about. Richard Leonard's, I think, a really good offensive lineman that this staff really likes. And the way he, well, another guy that developed last year and played really well. As I said, I thought he played pretty good at times last year and even better than Ethan White at times. That's not, little, that's not even a little revisionist history. That was just, that was the case last year. Now, would I rather have Ethan White there this year and you have both of them on the field at the same time this year? Sure, that would, that would be ideal. 
That's not the case. As I mentioned, I mean, I'm not changing history here either. Jake Slaughter was a name I have been bringing up. So I think Florida's got some good options here. Now you got to stay healthy a bit more, and we'll see if the transfer portal brings another option later on. But, you know, this is some depth here. That just, you know, at the very minimum, that's at least what it is. At the very minimum. Just took a depth piece hit. And I don't think it's really worth getting all up in arms about. I, I, I don't. I mean, I, it'd be nice to have if Mazuka played up to his potential and took care of what he was supposed to take care of. Of course, it'd be great to have him and Austin Barber right there on the left side. I'm not going to shy away from that either. But I do think there are some really good options. Now it's happening in spring where you still can go plan around it. Go find your best five without Mizuka now. Possibly. Like I said, the tweet's been deleted since then. We'll see what happens. I see some other talk of, you know, why maybe Damian George wasn't at practice. Like I said, I, I was told it was a lower back injury. I see some other Thomas Moss in particular saying he, he's leaving as well. I, I have not heard that. That was not told to me when I asked about him yesterday. So unless they're trying to keep it on the down low, maybe that's what it is. But that's not how it was explained to me. But of course, you know, there are some, are some aspects there that may not want out there. But that's not how it was explained to me. All right, now let's get to some good news that hopefully is even better news down the road. Let's get to some recruiting for this class of 2024. And we got the news on Wednesday. I heard about it a couple of days before, but wasn't was told not to share that early. But Jeremiah Smith coming on campus, the number two player in the country, the number one wide receiver in the country. And with the Gators' elite quarterback commit, DJ Lagway, both of them on campus on Thursday at the same time. And as I said, something you hope pays off down the road. Got some images for you if you're watching on YouTube of the pictures they took together. And of course, the class of 24, DJ Lagway 2, Smith wearing four. Nice little. Nice little set of images there for you. Spending a lot of time together. Been discussing. Maybe playing together at Florida. At practice on Thursday as well. Seeing this, DJ Lagway saw him. He was right there with the quarterbacks. Hey, but but look. Not saying I have... If you ask me to predict right now what would Jeremiah Smith do, I'd say probably stick with Ohio State. Why wouldn't you? Brian Hartline there doing an awesome job, of course, over the last few seasons of recruiting South Florida, South Florida wide receivers, and sending them to the NFL. That's just a reputation right now. You know, but... Hopefully, Billy Napier can change that narrative. And now you have the help of a five-star quarterback, one of the best quarterbacks in the class of 24, on campus, committed, helping you recruit. 
If I was to predict, no, I, I don't think he'd flip. But it's not going to happen without moves like this. You have to lay the groundwork somewhere. And if it's going to happen, you have to make moves like this. You have to get your quarterback early in the class. You have to get them on campus together. You have to keep the communication between the two together. And that could go even further, as there's some word out now that DJ Lagway may be playing for South Florida Express some, seven on seven, where he'll be paired with Smith a good bit. So DJ Lagway certainly living up to his reputation of going out and doing what he needs to do, kind of what you're supposed to do as a big-time elite prospect quarterback that's in the fold early, you go out there and you help yourself as much as you can. Now, you heard him on Gators Breakdown not long ago. He was targeting some offensive linemen because, look, he knows he can't do it without the help around him. He's got there and targeting offensive linemen. He's got there and making sure that he is on campus the same time the biggest prospect Florida is going to get on campus at any point this season. He's making sure he is on campus at the same time. Now, you hope it pays off. It needs to pay off. Just when your father's going to turn this thing around, these are the type of guys you need to get together. It's great to get DJ Lagway. Now we need DJ Lagway and some five-star receivers, some top of, some, some, some top of state of Florida prospects. And this one here is means to leave. He's one of the, if not the top player in the country here in Jeremiah Smith. So these are the moves that need to be made to turn this recruiting around a bit, get it even higher, compete with who you have to compete with week in and week out in the SEC. We know the level of recruiting where it needs to be, and this is how you get it done. This is how you get there. We need to see it pay off. Good news there of getting Smith on campus. Good news of planning it. We're lagways on campus at the same time. We'll see if it pays off. Needs to pay off. But all right, there we go. Reaction to a busy, busy Thursday in Gator Nation. Never dull. Always something to talk about here. <laughs> here we are, you know, this time of year thinking, oh, just you know, some recruiting news. Some spring practice. We could hear from some coaches, hear from some players. A little bit of videos out there. Maybe some inside notes. And maybe just thinking we have it easy. Mostly talk about spring practice as the orange and blue game's coming up. But nope, 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 nope. We'll see. Everybody keep an eye on it. Maybe the tweet means, maybe the tweet being taken down by Mazuka means something. So just keep that in mind. Well, there we go. Uh, coming up on Gators Breakdown, of course, spring practice still going on. Uh, we've, heard some, we've heard from Sean Spencer and Chris McClellan this week and Princely Human Mielin as well. Mike Peterson will talk on Saturday. So I'll try and combine all of that in one episode, of course, uh, to get a defensive front perspective. I haven't talked a whole lot about the defensive front so far this spring practice. So we'll get to hear from some coaches and players along that. 
And then also on Saturday, we're supposed to hear from the quarterbacks. Graham Mertz, Max Brown, Jack Miller, I believe, are all three supposed to speak to the media on Saturday. So some good stuff coming up. Both sides of the ball there. And I know we've all been kind of waiting to hear from the quarterbacks. Surprised it didn't happen before now, but I'm kind of glad. You know, Now they've been through some spring practice, gotten their feet wet with this team, with these young wide receivers, with Ricky Pearsall coming back as well. So a bit more really to discuss now that we get to talk to them about halfway through spring practice. So it should be a lot of good talking points coming up here on Gators Breakdown on the defensive side and, of course, the offensive side with quarterbacks. So not too long of an episode here, just more of a reaction to a lot of the news on Thursday. Some bad, some good. See where it all happens. We'll see what happens down the road. But I'm your host of Gators Breakdown, David Waters. You can find me on Twitter at GatorDave underscore SEC. Guys and girls out there, thank you for joining me on this episode of Gators Breakdown.